Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. I'm going to ask my two guys here to set up a bit of a crime scene for me. Hit it down the back. You may be seated, everybody. God is good. Oh, look out. What's going on here tonight? Hey, what's happening? All right, they're all going for it. That's right, thank you. You can actually put up one eight if you like on the back there. Um, God is good. You can give that roll again if you like. Give that, uh, give that sorrow another bit of a roll. While these guys get the crime scene set up. We've got Inspector um, Yarn over there from the uh, Bowen CBD, Internal Affairs, what they call it. And um, as you can see here, we've, um, we've had a bit of a, uh, we've had a murder take place. And uh, so they're just sort of sorting out the crime scene at the moment. And um, you got it all under control, uh, Constable Yarn, is it okay? Yeah, okay, just take some notes if you don't mind and just make sure, no evidence, make sure you get all the evidence, okay? You might find around the place. And fingerprints especially, okay? All right, thanks, uh, Constable Yarn. All right. If we can have that scripture up there, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. That has been the theme for this month. Amen. And, uh, and Jason this morning took the three words out. I think it was you. What else was it, Joe? Power. And witness. Well, tonight I'll be taking out Holy Spirit and witnesses. Okay? All right, saying, so think of those two words. And uh, right, and the clock is rolling, but we're all good to go. Amen. Okay, so a witness is a person who sees an event, a crime, or an accident take place. So tonight, I use all witnesses to the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again. I use all witnesses here tonight. Are there anybody who is a witness to that event taking place? This is what I want to know tonight. Start off. The, I want to start the scene off here tonight. Is anybody here a witness to the fact that Jesus Christ died and then rose again um, and is living in your lives tonight? Is, hands up. Is anybody willing to put the hands up for that? Only one or two people? Is there any more? All right. You are all suspects to a crime, okay? You are all... I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be interrogating the whole lot of you later on tonight, okay? All right. So we're going to look onto this. Tonight I've roped off the whole building because something is going on in this church. This is a crime scene like you see over there. I need to get the bottom of this, of what I want to solve a mystery of a man who was murdered 2,000 years ago because apparently there are millions and millions of people all around the world from all nations, including people here tonight, which have just said that you were a witness to this event that took place. Amen. Um, who claim that this man called Jesus Christ, who was murdered, actually rose from the dead and is alive and well. So tonight, we don't have a body. There's a crime scene, we don't have a body. Oh, thanks, Fina's not here. Is Fina here tonight? Um, but thank her for, I'd like to thank Fina for her artistic skills. Um, she was the one who did the, um, yeah, the crime scene body over there. We have an empty tomb. 
okay? So how can I prove tonight that this man called Jesus Christ actually exists? All right? The only recorded account of what took place in this book is called the Bible, Exhibit A. Okay, if you have a Bible or, a, or an app on your phone with a Bible, I'm, I'll have to confiscate all this material and I'll give it back to you later on, okay? So if someone can now just get a big box and just gather it all up, I'll give it back to you later on. No, it's all right, it's okay. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, that is valuable evidence. This is valuable evidence. Okay, four of his apostles give a very detailed account of what took place the night that Jesus was murdered and then presumably rose from the dead. He was seen by numerous people walking around the streets of Jerusalem for 40 days and 40 nights. This is what the Bible tells us took place. Um, it's also reported that many old saints actually got up out of their graves and started to walk around as well. Amen? So there's more bodies we've got to have an account for because they're all missing. I don't know what's happened to all those bodies. Okay, so let's continue on. Um, it was either an earthquake. There was a massive earthquake that took place. Or maybe the same people who stole the body of Jesus, or maybe the whole population, I've heard of this, was drugged and they imagined the whole thing. That's a possibility. Maybe, because I heard in World War II they were actually going to drop a whole heap of drugs into, into the water supply so that it would hallucinate everybody that wouldn't know what was going on. But anyway, we'll continue on. I'm going to get to the bottom of what's going on. Hang in there. All right. And then just like that, he disappears. And the Bible says that he was taken up into heaven by a cloud that the same way he was taken up to heaven by a cloud, he will return the same way, and that every eye will see him and those that killed him. This is what the Bible's saying. And what, what I would like to know, who gave the authority for this book here, right, to be written in every single language on the planet of the earth and distributed to every nation, every tongue, every creed? Who gave the authority for this to happen? Can somebody please tell me that? And here it is, this Bible here is in every country on the planet of the earth. And it's in, recorded in every language. And now the whole world is believing what took, this took place. We've got to get to the bottom of what's going on. Who gave the authority to do that? All right, we'll continue on. Because you are all in the investigation with me as well. Okay? All right. You're not leaving here tonight until we get this thing sorted out. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me see. Okay. Now, what I would like to know is if you are a witness, I will have to take everyone, all right, in the custody, I said about this, and after careful study of the crime scene, um, Constable Yarn, have you done the fingerprints of the crime scene yet? That's okay, that's all right, brother, I've done it. I've got special, I had special crime scene um, spray paint, which I've done before, it's already been done, okay? Um, there is no doubt there was a third person involved in this whole thing. I looked at it very carefully, and there was a third person involved. His name is the Holy Spirit. His fingerprints are all over the crime scene. All over the crime scene. The Holy Spirit is involved very deeply in this. I'm telling you now. Okay? So right at the very beginning of creation, right through to the book of Revelation, we find that the Holy Spirit was involved in everything that was going on. From Moses, I'll just list a couple of people here. In Numbers 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 25, it talks about the Spirit of, of the Holy Spirit resting upon Moses. And then also it was given to the 70 elders as well because Moses was looking after a million people. And that's a lot of people to look after. Amen. So he had 70 elders, the same Spirit that rested upon Moses, also went on the 70 elders to help him get the job done. And there's all the miracles that took place. So I'm not going to go into all that. Um, also, 
Samson, it says that the Spirit of God came mightily upon him, right? The Spirit of God came mightily upon Samson. And so here he is. Can you imagine like over in England, they've got those big massive moats around castles, those huge doors, those gates, whatever they are. Samson ripped them off. With his, when the Spirit of God came upon him, he ripped those massive gates off and he walked up the hill and planted them gates on top of a hill. I mean, that's what happened when the Spirit of God came upon him. He actually got a, a line and just ripped lines apart like they were nothing. That's true, Mark. That's what happened. That's what happens when the Spirit of God comes upon you. Amen. That's what happened to Samson. I mean, I don't know. Don't go ripping dogs and everything apart. You know? But I'm just saying. Okay, so Samson. I mean, and he also killed, I think it was a thousand men with, a, with, a, with a, an ox, with, a, with a, a donkey head, right? A donkey jawbone. Okay, so Samson. We know this is what happened with Samson. Um, also, we have an account of Elijah who outran a chariot. That is incredible. Can you imagine how fast his legs were going? Could you imagine how fast his legs would have been going? It would have been just a blur. I mean, he outran the chariot, okay? So these are accounts of where the Holy Spirit was heavily involved in all these things that have taken place in the Bible, throughout the, throughout the Bible. Also, we see a double portion. I remember um, Pastor Jason talking about the double portion falling upon Elisha, because Elijah, and he said, you have asked a very hard thing. It's a hard thing you've asked, but if you see me go up there and you see the mantle fall down and it rests upon you, then you shall receive the double portion of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The same, same Holy Spirit that was resting upon Elijah will rest upon Elisha and he received the double portion. And we all know that he did exactly double miracles that Elijah did. Elijah did double that. And you know what, saints, I love about this part of the um, story? is that God's never too late. He's never too late. And so when he gets to, when, when, Elijah, when Elisha dies, he hasn't quite reached his double amount of miracles. God's never too late. It's a little bit like Lazarus. When, when Lazarus had died and, and Martha had said, oh, if only Jesus, you had been here, he would have been okay. You know, but God is never too late. He's always on time. And so you find that with Elisha, he dies and he hasn't completed the double amount of miracles. So later on down the track, as they're lowering down a dead, a dead body into his grave, and as soon as the dead body hits the bones of Elisha, he jumps up alive. <laughs> Amen. It happened after he died. Amen. So God's never too late. He's never too late to perform a miracle for you and me. Isn't that awesome? Maybe there's something about the part of Elisha's bones that maybe we have to die to ourselves for God to really, hey, to shine through, amen, to see his glory come through, amen. Maybe it's something about dying in the, in, the, in the grave, that Elisha was dead and his last miracles performed, amen. You and me, we have to die to ourselves so that Jesus can like rise up on the inside and, and launch us out there. At the Holy, we can be used by the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to digress here a little bit. We need the Holy Ghost in our lives. We need the Holy Ghost to speak a word in season. I remember many years ago, and I, I shared this part about the angel. You remember that part there? When God, I, I wanted to see an angel. Same house, same location, but this time, my wife, Sharon, she was looking out the window uh, down towards the ocean, and there was a young couple doing it tough on the, on the beach. And it was early one morning, and his name was called Groovy. And he had these big, long 
dreadlocks, and uh, he was an Aboriginal boy from the Tablelands up at Atherton. We found all the stuff out later on. His girlfriend was probably about seven or eight months pregnant at the time, and uh, my wife said to me, said, uh, said Stacy, you want to go down and invite that couple up off the beach and for breakfast? I looked at the window. I said, you sure? <laughs> you really want me to go down and like invite them up for breakfast? He said, yep, I want you to go down and ask them to come up for breakfast. I said, okay. So I went down to the beach, walked down. I said, hey, how you going, guys? And they weren't doing too good. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I said, listen, um, he's hungry. Yeah, we haven't had a feed for, for, I think it was nearly a day and a half. I said, come on up. We've got breakfast and we've got eggs up there, bacon, whatever else. So they come on up, sat down, had breakfast. Anyway, um, yeah, we, so they got the clothes. We ended up getting the clothes. And so they ended up staying for about two weeks, I think it was. <laughs> it was just a breakfast. I mean, at the end of two weeks, you start to think, um, <laughs> Sharon, have we done the right thing? <laughs> These are total strangers we've just brought into a home, you know. But um, anyway, they began to share. We ended up getting them to come to church and things like that, you know. But um, so I ended up talking to them. I said, um, you know, we're Christians, and we started sharing with them about how we go to church and you know, stuff like that. And, and she said, you know what? She said, down at the beach, at the very time you walked down, I was on my knees, and I said, if there is truly a God in heaven, these guys aren't Christians, there's truly a God in heaven, send somebody now. Send somebody now. Right now. The Holy Ghost spoke to my wife, Sharon. I was obedient to my wife. (laughs) Went down. (laughs) Went down and buyed them up. You know, but the really cool thing about this whole story is, um, you see, before that, we don't have Kayam now, um, Pam. But um, we didn't have that sort of facility back then. Um, but the thing was, they'd been around all the churches at the time looking for help. And, they, and whether the church at the time couldn't, for whatever reason, none of them could um, give a helping hand to this young couple. And she'd given up on church. She, she basically had given up and he'd given up. That there's no, there was no such thing as a God. That was basically it. But when she got on her knees, said, if there's truly a God in heaven, send somebody now. Bang. God spoke to Sharon. Spoke to me. I went down, brought him up. And they ended up staying in the place for about two weeks, I think it was. And, um, and then Sharon got a, a letter from the, from the girl six months later. That she come from New South Wales somewhere. And in the letter was a picture of the newborn baby. And she said, I've given my heart to Jesus and I'm serving God down in, I think it was Tamworth or somewhere like that. Now, that's a miracle, you know. That's what God can do when we listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Let me continue on. Um, okay, uh, second, second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. For the prophecy came not on old time, but by the will of man, but, or nor by the will of man, but the holy man of God spoke, this is Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, holy man of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Everything is by the Holy Ghost. So I can see that the Holy Ghost is very heavily involved here. Amen. He's very heavily involved here tonight as well, all right? He's got his finger on the pulse. He's got his finger on each one of our hearts here tonight, amen? He's got you, I'm telling you, right? And, uh, and also it says in John chapter 20, verse 22, and when he had said this, to, and when he had, oh, sorry, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. At that time, they had not received the Holy Ghost, Okay? 
So he went, receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? Receive the Holy Ghost. This is Jesus. They had not yet received it. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? Receive the Holy Ghost. Come over here. And he, Jesus looked at him and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? It was a seed of faith being planted in the, in the disciples' hearts. Receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? The Holy Ghost was at work right there, right there. And Acts chapter 2, verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Every single one of us are included in that. All flesh. Who has flesh on their body tonight? Amen. He says he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. You are not going to miss out on it. Okay. Um, And it says here, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, and your old man shall dream dreams. And I think of, oh, here we go, a oh, beautiful, it's only 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and I, think, I know I've shared the time about when God spoke to me when I was a young fellow before I knew Jesus. He gave me the dream. Of, um, of, anyway, I'll just share a little bit more about it because those may not have heard about it. But when God gave me a dream when I was a young fella, I was terrified of dying. I was terrified of death. But I did not know God. I didn't know how to get to God. And then God gave me a dream. And in the dream, I was killed. Okay? I was killed. I was in an accident. And and as far as I knew, you'd never come out of a dream if you'd been killed in a dream. That's it. Finished. That's what I've always been told. The dream went from black and white to beautiful technicolor. It was vivid. It was just unreal. And I remember being at my own funeral service. And I remember laying in the coffin and I remember this presence of God that just, just filled me. I was so filled with this, this feeling. And in the dream, I said to myself, what is this feeling? I, was, I could actually talk to myself. And here I am laying in the coffin. I'm, I'm dead. I'm gone. There's no more Mark anymore. I'm, I'm dead. That's it. Finished. And uh, the funeral service was a very sad funeral service because I've seen all my family members and friends and that um, at, the, at the grave site. And they were all weeping and crying. And I, here I am, and I could actually come out of the coffin, go around, and I was talking, trying to talk to them all. Nobody could hear me. Having ears, they cannot hear. Having eyes, they cannot see. They could not, they didn't, they could not feel me. I was trying to feel them. Tell them, don't worry about it. I'm fine. It's all good. And I was, all I wanted to do was just go lay back in that coffin. And think, Man, this is just awesome. I just love it. This is just incredible, this feeling. Now, look, I'm from the day when I've tried the LSD and all the stuff that's gone on, you know. As a young fellow, I've tried basically every drug going. And I thought myself, this stuff here, whatever that, whatever I had there, had no comparison to what this feeling was. This feeling was incredible. Oh, man. And then just like that, I woke out of the dream. I come out of the dream and I jumped up. I thought, man, from that moment on, I was never afraid of dying one more time. And also in the dream, it also, it, it didn't know the voice didn't actually speak to me. It actually sort of said to me, like, it, it felt like I would not live to the age of 21. My life will be over. I was only about 18 or 17 at the time. I would not live to the age of 21 and that, that would be all finito. And I thought to myself, right, beauty, I will party as hard as I can and I'm just going to go for it because, man, I'm going to live this, yeah, as hard as I can and then I'm going to lay in this coffin and it's just going to be beautiful. Not knowing 
that God had his plan in the Holy Spirit. Now, just let me, before I continue on, just let me read this one scripture here. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Your life might be without form and void, and darkness might be upon it. That was me. That was me. I was messed up really bad. But the Holy Spirit already, even though I was still without form, without shape, my life was in chaos, the Holy Spirit was hovering and moving over me back there. Amen? All right. So (laughs) that's the same tonight. God, he's got it. He's got it. So I'm on this journey. We're all on this journey. And my life was messed up. It was chaotic. But God was already starting to take shape. You know when Neil Armstrong walked upon the, upon the moon? He looked back at that earth that was all messed up. They had bits of dirt here and water here, dirt there, water there. It was just like a jumble of whatever, of nothing. It was a chaotic mess. But the Holy Spirit was... He looked back at the earth. And he, it's the most beautiful pearl you could ever imagine. It was so colourful, so beautiful. And that just... He, he, he just praised God at that moment when he looked back and seen the earth like that. It was just hanging there in space, nothing holding it up, just hanging there like that. And, you know, and God has got our lives. I mean, and there I was. I was, I was on my journey, and I sort of didn't realize that the Holy Ghost was drawing me up here to Bowen, lovely Bowen. And I'll cut the story short. I give my heart to the Lord. I got saved. And then I went, started going to the, what we used to call tarry meetings or prayer meetings. And I began to seek for the Holy Spirit. I began to seek for the Holy Spirit. And I always remember what Jason was talking about this morning when he got filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember getting on my knees and one morning, one Saturday morning, I'd been going for a few Saturday mornings and nothing had happened. Nothing had happened, Mark. It didn't happen straight away. Nothing had happened. And then one morning, I was on my knees. I said, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit come upon me and all these tongues come out of me. And straight away, the dream come back to me. It come back to me because the same feeling I experienced in the dream, laying in the coffin, was the same spirit experience when I started speaking in tongues. And the, and, the, and the whole thing about the coffin was that when I give my heart to Jesus, I died to the things of this world. When I went through the wars of baptism, I rose up a new creation. Amen? Amen? So that's what it's all about. That's what Jesus wants to do to us, okay? He wants us to leave the old life behind and rise up brand new creatures, amen, and be servants for him. Yes, that's what it's all about. And that's what happened to me. Amen. And that's what's happened to you. If it hasn't happened to you tonight, I'm believing God that it will happen. Amen. It will happen tonight. Amen. Because God has a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. Amen. He's got a plan for all of us. He's got a plan for you, Anita. Amen. He's got a plan for you, Gordon. Amen. God has a plan for all of us. God is so good. So it doesn't matter how chaotic your life might be and messed up. Only the Holy Spirit can create something beautiful out of a mess. He is the master of creating, uh, of creating beauty out of messes. Amen? And it's so wonderful. When you see somebody, when they first come to the Lord, and you see them, they're so messed up. Think, Man, how can that person get their life together? But bit by bit, God sorts them out, and he just starts making something really good. Ah, Pastor Yarn. Oh, Pastor Uh, Okay, just hang in there. Hang in there for a minute. Hang on, I just need to come talk to you, brother, for one second.
Uh, we've just had word come through. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. The body of Jesus Christ has just been found. They found it. It's been located. It's been located. I'm amazed. Aren't you amazed? They found the body of Jesus. I'm absolutely amazed. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. They've just found the body of Jesus Christ. Now, everybody look at each other. Look at each other. Look at each other. Now, look back at me. Everybody look at me. I'm looking at the body of Jesus Christ right now. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the body of Jesus Christ right now. Amen. I'm looking at I cannot do without an arm. I cannot do without a leg. I cannot do without an eye. Amen. I cannot do without a big toe, man. I can't walk without a big toe. Amen. I can't do without an ear. I can't do without a mouth. Amen. I need the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit moves through all of us. Amen. We need one another. We are not disconnected from one another. Amen. We are together in this. We are joined. We're joined together by the blood of Jesus. Amen. He's joined us together. And that's why the Holy Spirit is flowing through each one of us. Amen. We need one another. That's it. Oh, God is good. All the time. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.